So, hello and welcome to episode 223 of the End Focus podcast, Death is the Only Escape. <laughs> I'm your regular host, Andrew Brown, and this week we are joined by Rosalie, the little record girl, our regular co-host. Hello. Sylvie is going to be taking some time off, and we hope she'll be back soon. So let's go ahead and check in with our latest Nintendo news. So the Super Mario Brothers movie is going to be out next month, and it's just had its final trailer released, which has uh, been my favorite of the trailers they've released so far because, uh, you know, it, it has jokes in it, which I enjoy. What did you think of the trailer, Rosalie? Uh- I thought it was great. I wasn't expecting the the evil, I was going to say evil, but the Luma being like, we're all going to die. <laughs> the, <laughs> Ooh, fresh meat for the grinder. The incredibly <laughs> macabre Luma was definitely the star of that trailer. There's no escape. The only hope is the sweet relief of death. It's great. I'm really, when we first got the reveal, I was like, hmm. But the more we've seen, the more I'm really excited. I'm actually going to pre-order my tickets really soon to try and see it as soon as so it's you know I don't get all of it spoiled on Twitter from people recording the cinema screens but no it looks great oh the animation is really really stunning as well I'm like genuinely surprised the animation has always looked really good yeah uh, I've always been really pleased with how it looks I, I immediately preferred how the characters look in the movie versus how they look in the games they just yeah. have more they, they have a, a softer effect to them their faces are more expressive which, you know, they're characters in a movie <laughs> versus <laughs> characters in a platformer, which has uh, is doing different things than mm-hmm. a movie is trying to do. So it makes sense. But I just I, I that's my preference is how they look here. I have felt slash worried that it, it looks like it's built an awful lot on just game references, especially mm-hmm. the second trailer. The second trailer really had me concerned where they're in in Mushroom Kingdom and they're in what looks like the capital city. And there's, like, toads whose jobs are to bash their heads against the coin blocks, which is funny on its own, but I don't know if that really works as telling a story. It's just, like, game reference. (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of worried they're trying to fit in as many references as possible to be like, look, we've got Mario Kart, we've got this, we've got this. And it's like, you know, we know you're going to get sequels. You can chill out a little bit. Mario Kart has been a big part of it, especially Rainbow Mm -hmm. Road. I wonder how much of the movie that's really going to be. I have a feeling it's going to be the main bulk Mm -hmm. of the climax. It's going to be a big chase in the Mario Kart sequence. This has been a dumb controversy. How do you feel about Woke Princess Peach? Yeah, there's people being like, oh, she doesn't act like that in the games. And it's like, first off, barely any of the characters get usually get a personality in Mario games, which is mm-hmm. actually something that annoys me. And when they do, it's like Luigi's Mansion, where they're actually like better than your average Mario game. But I mean, <laughs> in Peach in the cartoons was like that. It seems like the people making it are like maybe in their 30s and 40s, so they're touching on stuff they grew up with. And they've already made lots of references to the cartoon already. So I just think she's acting like that's just how I would expect her to. I know in the game she's more tropey princess, like, oh, hello. Uh, but I prefer her actually having a personality. So I think yeah. it's kind of cool. And the fact she has an axe, that's a cool callback to the end of the <laughs> like levels in the original games. I think that's really cool. She's in her Mario Kart outfit, which is like a cool outfit. No, I think it's ace. I love Princess Peach. And I like when they do more with her. But yeah, I just think people want to complain about the female characters because they have nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> they have nothing in their lives. Yeah. I don't know if they're really referencing 
older live action material or older cartoons, but like, you know, she's the head of state. God yeah. forbid she be competent and proactive. <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, Mario is looking like the least interesting thing in this movie. I know. But they might be holding some stuff back, but I want to see Luigi. I want to see Peach. I yep. want to see Donkey Kong with the fire flower. I know. That, that was I, so cool. Yeah, it looks like Mario and Donkey Kong might have kind of a, a buddy comedy thing going. <laughs> They're not friends, but they have to work together and mm-hmm. they, they come to be cooperative by the end of it. It's a stock plot, but <laughs> if it's done well, then it, it's, it's fine. I'm definitely going to see this movie and, uh, I'm excited for almost everything in it. I, I'm a little skeptical of what the story is actually going to be, if it's just going to be a long series of game references laid mm. out in a row, because, you know, we've got Mario Brother levels, that's some kind of, like, obstacle course or something, or a training course, I guess, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers. <laughs> they, they're working a lot of things in there, and I just hope they actually work as a plot and not mm-hmm. just, here's a thing you know from the games. It, just for the characterizations how much they've improved things i do want to see it at least just for that Mm -hmm. jack black sounds like he's doing a great job as bowser charlie day is great as just a constantly terrified and (laughs) lost luigi I, i think this looks like a fun movie all right so let's move on with what we played this week I think it's going to be a short check-in this week. We've only got two things on the list. I'll start out. I played an indie new release on Switch. I believe the game actually dates back to 2016. But uh, this is a game from some Australian developers who are co-workers and friends of Andy, our co-host, who is on a break. And uh, they provided us with code for it so it's you know in advance that (laughs) they're personally connected with the show and they gave us a code but don't let that discourage you from the fact that i actually did enjoy this game the name of the game is dyadic it's a cooperative puzzle platformer you control two player characters at the same time and the the gimmick of the game is it's actually meant to be played with two people And the two people are meant to be playing the game cooperatively together, side by side, on the couch, using one controller between them. Player one uses the left half of the controller with the joystick and the the shoulder buttons to jump and interact with things in the environment. And player two uses the right hand, the right half of the controller, uh, with the right joystick and the, the buttons to interact with things, which I think is a really fun idea. But if you want to play it solo, you can. You just have to divide the two-player characters up in your head with the uh, different halves of the controller, which I I constantly confused them. Uh, how it works in most levels is the characters are divided up into two separate hallways, and you have to get from one end of the hallway to the other to return this jade statue they've accidentally knocked out of its altar, which is making a dragon rampage through the temple. And if you can take the statue all the way to the end of the line of levels, return it to the altar, then it'll calm the dragon down and the game ends. It's a pretty simple story. The game's only about 90 minutes long, but that's just long enough for all the puzzles it has. The characters have to work off each other, kind of like in a relay, to help each other get back, like a a puzzle or a switch, or some kind of mechanism in one character's hallway will open doors in the other character's hallway, and you have to kind of trade back and forth. And it gets more complicated over time. It introduces, like, pressure switches, so you have to 
find heavy objects or even just use that jade statue to weigh down the switches temporarily to open doors in the other half and then you find like cogs that make machinery work and you have to find the right order to activate the machines in and you also find mirrors that reflect beams of light into rubies that power up machines as well pretty simple mechanics like that that's really what every puzzle is built off of is those core tools it wasn't really till the end of the game when i was in the last one or two levels where i really was feeling challenged by any of the puzzles the rest of them are just like activate them in order and then just walk on through but it was engaging throughout and the last few puzzles were actually pretty thought-provoking i was playing by myself not with a partner because i just don't have anybody to play this kind of game with i enjoyed my time with it i think it's much better if you do have somebody to play it with because you have to wrestle one controller between the pair of you i think that's a really fun idea but i just played it by myself i had a good time with it i like dyadic and i recommend it the only, the only thing is I, I did feel like i was maybe missing something but i'm not 100 percent sure <laughs> i found a number of ways to finish the final level uh, one way got me what was clearly the bad name ending because I just fast forwarded through the credits didn't let me see them and then the other way I found to do it uh, got both of the player characters to the goal and that gave me the normal credits it seemed like there was maybe a third way I could possibly finish that level but I couldn't find out how to do it so if there's like a, a third best ending I haven't found it and I, I also noticed a bunch of maybe unfinished rooms that were maybe left over from the development process they just didn't get deleted or maybe there's a way to get into those rooms i couldn't figure out how to do it but it just felt like there were other things going on there that maybe i was supposed to ignore i'm not sure it didn't really affect my enjoyment of the game it just made me wonder is there more to this that i'm not getting because if there is i couldn't figure out how to do it and then otherwise this week, Mario Kart 8 Booster Course Pass Wave 4 was released, and we've both played that. Yep. It introduced uh, the Fruit Cup and the Boomerang Cup. So let's start off with the Fruit Cup. What did you think of the uh, the tracks here? Yeah, I mean, the, the key one here is obviously the Yoshi's Island one. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like the brand, the brand new ones are always the most exciting. I recognize the Amsterdam one. Uh, from the mobile game which I occasionally go back to every now and then and yeah it's really pretty and cool I've never actually been to Amsterdam so I don't know like if it's showing cool actual places or not or just like you know Amsterdam has that river remember (laughs) it's really cool when you go through all the, the, the tulips though I thought that was like really like scenic and pretty i'm actually quite liking all these like um stages that are like capital cities it's kind of cool and and i got i was like oh i wonder if they do one for here and then i realized that there's a london one and that's probably what they think is the capital of the uk so (laughs) that's probably gonna be it yeah yeah so i was like oh (laughs) i think the only u.s stuff they have in there is gonna be new york i was like because yeah new york is all of the united states (laughs) (laughs) i know so you know you know my pain um Yeah, the DK Summit as well. That's a course that I really remember from the Wii as well. Mm-hmm. So that was cool to see. And I think we've touched on this before, but whenever there's a Game Boy Advance one, they, they look so different from how I remember them from the Game Boy Advance that I don't... Yeah. My, my brain doesn't think, oh, this is from that one. Because it just it just looks so different. It's, it's not even the same track, really. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of follows the same layout. Like Riverside Park is the one that's in the Fruit Cup from Game Boy Advance. Like, I, I kind of remember this track from the Super Circuit. 
this is another one they've completely reimagined what the track is, which I really appreciate. I mean, you got Yoshi's Island, which is a completely original track. That's great. Riverside Park is basically something they made from scratch, too. They, they used a pre-existing layout, but everything in it is new. It's not like the old Super Mario Kart tracks, like from the Super NES game that they mm. update, but it, it uses stuff that makes you think of the Super NES game. No, this is a completely original track, and I think is one of the highlights of it. The, I think uh, the Fruit Cup in general was the better of the two cups mm-hmm. here. Yeah, the Yoshi's Island one was really cool. You're going If you're going pretty fast, like 150cc, you can't stop and look at all the little references, but I like tried to like, yeah. go, oh, it's that from that Yoshi's Island game. Because my favorite Yoshi's game is Yoshi's Story, which a lot of people are like, but why? But I really like it. And so I was like, oh, it's that, and it's that, and it's that creature, and the little shy guys on stilts, which I think is still hilarious. There's like a cool shortcut at the end, which I failed to get every single time, where I think you have to go through the question mark cloud and it makes the bridge so you can mm. actually do the oh duh end of that's level what makes thing. that bridge appear i think it i think that's what it is i kept I, missing it <laughs> i played yoshi's island i should know that's what makes that bridge appear because <laughs> yeah. that has the same thing in that yeah. i just i did not put two and two together when i played it but there um, are all kinds of references like that mm-hmm. like the deli birds show up they get in the way the birds that yoshi can kind of swallow but they just keep coming back and bouncing back to them uh th- those are running around the track at one point and like the towers from the world map those yeah. weird green mountains that have kind of windows at the top of them they show up at one point it's like oh yeah i recognize that <laughs> and it, it incorporates all the sound effects like there are yoshi coins i kind of wished if i touched some of them they would actually be red coins i didn't notice that happening that doesn't mean it's not there i might have just not found the right coins to mm. touch when you finish it uses the yoshi's island level finish sound too there's a lot of great reference to, is to the super nes game in it I, I really enjoyed it it's a a great throwback level those are usually my favorites like i love the zelda mm-hmm. stage as well they're not referencing one specific game just like the franchise or series in general and they're always like really cool to go through and just make you want to play all the games again that was probably the the highlight of the fruit cup for sure and then there's the boomerang cup which has four other tracks it's got two from tour it's got two more of the towns bangkok Mm. rush and singapore speedway and then mario circuit from the ds and waluigi stadium from double dash on gamecube this made much less of an impression on me to be honest when I saw how many city tour tracks were in this pack, I was kind of disappointed at first. But there are eight tracks total, and three of them are city tours. My my immediate thought was filler. Yeah, it's also weird because like I do enjoy the mobile game, but it seems like they're trying to remind mm. you of like not what's coolest about it. But the Bangkok Rush one was kind of fun when you're like going across like the the canal, and there's loads of like little corridors that you can go down and things. I kind of like that. Mm. but I don't actually remember much from the other ones, so it probably didn't leave an impression on me much either. Singapore Speedway had a lot of flying in it, which I did enjoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like seeing the Double Dash ones, because it's one of my favorite Mario Kart games, but whenever mm. I think of stadium ones, I think of the, the Wario Stadium one, is usually my favorite, so I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like that one, but like slightly better, but I still don't like it as much, because it's not as nostalgic, but <laughs> it's still fun, it's still cool. I always forget that, because I've got the expansion pass, that all this DLC is free, so it's actually like 
really cool, but at the same time, I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, there's only eight cups still to come out. Two more waves, which mm-hmm. should be out by the end of the year. I guess it's only March, but I, I still feel like I have to say it. it feels like so fast these came out. Yeah. <laughs> when these was announced last year, I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of Mario Kart to look forward to. And now we're almost, we're really almost to the end of it already. It feels mm. like, th- what happened? <laughs> Where did that year and three quarters go? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's but. worth saying as well that this um, wave came with Birdo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Birdo and- was also added. Yeah, and all the color versions which are taken from the World Tour, the mobile game, because you could, mm. you know, pay money, get, um, basically gacha to get different uh, colors to get of a Birdos. different colored bur- I would be so... <laughs> but that's, that's why I don't spend money on mobile games, mm-hmm. so I, I won't be... But God. <laughs> I think they've since changed it and took out a lot of the, the most kind of... Uh, horrificness of the getcha out um, but I do I do have some of the different coloured birdos in my account I think um, <laughs> but I, I, I at least hope this means they might add some of the cool costumes from the mobile game because like I've got like a vampire mm. Walu- Waluigi and I'm oh. like it's really cool and that's, the, that's what I like about that is that every character has like a cute summer outfit and then a Halloween outfit and I'm like why is this not in the 40 pound game <laughs> They have added five more character slots. I hope mm-hmm. it's just new characters. Not because I, I don't like the idea of you know, more character variety. It's just I, I want something to differentiate the two. <laughs> yeah. I want there to be a reason to play Mario Kart Tour, even if it's just Vampire Waluigi. I mean, <laughs> and at the same time, I also don't want Mario Kart 8 to just be mario kart tour but it costs money oh <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, I want the two games to be fairly distinct i i understand that if you're going to put out 48 tracks you got to get those tracks from somewhere and hey mm-hmm. look we've got a lot of new tracks over here that we made from mario kart tour i understand that that's the realities of game design and game development i also don't want the two games to just become the mobile version and the console version of each other i want them to remain distinct yeah so, true I hope that those cool costumes just stay over there and tour, so that way there's there's some reason to play tour instead of just the version you play that console players point and laugh at you for enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. Someone online said that Rob might come back because he was in the DS mm. game, and I was like, oh, I'd quite yeah. like to see Rob again. That'd be cool. And uh, King Boo, wasn't King Boo in it at one point? Yeah... Yeah, there's, I don't think there's Diddy Kong in this one yet, so I imagine Diddy Kong is one that people often mention is missing. I'm like, yeah, he, Diddy Kong has his own car racer. He should they should just <laughs> release that on Switch. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Despite the uh, unfortunate Indian accent in it, but we can talk yeah. about that if the game ever comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and Bowser Junior. Is that I think Sylvie's mentioned that he's mm. missing as well. I just like to see Rob. I'm now fixated on wanting to see Rob again. So, oh, we'll, we'll find out because they mm-hmm. should be coming out in the next nine months at least. Probably the next six months. I, I doubt that the last wave will wait until the end of the year. The, we'll probably mm-hmm. get wave five around E3, which Nintendo isn't doing E3, but they'll do something around E3, yeah. and then the, the last one will come out probably in early fall. We'll find out. So what are we going to play in the coming week? Rosalie, we'll start with you. I am playing the Grim Grimoire 
That's a Merful um, demo, which is a remastered version of a PS2 game by Vanillaware, mm. who are my absolute favourite game studio ever, and this is the only game of theirs I haven't played because getting a copy of the PS2 one is uh, extortionate. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm yeah. really happy that this is coming out, um, and I will be getting the full game as well. Anyway, I've never seen in, in, never never even seen gameplay of this before, so I am excited. And I'm going to play an indie shmup called Squad 51 versus the Flying Saucers. <laughs> People who know me know I don't like shmups, but this game looks amazing. Uh, it uses live-action cutscenes, and then when you're actually in the shmup levels, they're designed to look like special effects from like 1950s B movies. This game Ooh. looks am- this game looks amazing. I can't wait to play it. Tune in next week, and we'll be talking about those. Thanks for listening to this episode of In Focus. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify and other podcast services. Make sure to check out our sister shows, Playstate and Power of X, and be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively GamePodular community. Follow us on Twitter and at GamePodular.com for updates, news and other content. Links to all of our socials may be found at linktree slash gamepodular. If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee or become a GamePodular patron. The details for both are on our website. Thanks. This episode was edited by Andrew and you can follow them at Play Critically or read their long form reviews at playcritically.com. Or you can find me, Rosalie, on Twitter at LILRecordGirl.